Kelly Cotrera's show. I was just talking to Dave off air and I'm a little distracted. Dave Spargal and I talking about uh, the fact that I started watching Boba Fett, the Boba Fett book, Book of Boba Fett on Disney on the weekend, Dave, because I wasn't a big fan of The Mandalorian. It is like a snooze fest. It's way too... I need an editor in The Mandalorian episodes. They should all be like 10 minutes long, in my opinion, but I know that I might be alone on that. So I like start watching The Book of Boba Fett and it's fantastic. I can't get enough. I'm thinking I'm five episodes in. It's like... It's a thrill ride. We're back to the original Star Wars and the pacing, and it's great. And then we hit the scene with Amy Sedaris, as she's like a, a so, junk collector, a tech. She's like a mechanic. Yep. Awful. <laughs> Terrible. I'm just like, well, we're back to the Mandalorian again. It's I don't get it. Slowness. Why do you guys need slow? You millennials. You Gen Zs, what, what's what's with you guys in the I, I don't know. I wish I had an answer to that question. Creeping along. Hey, speaking of, uh, I don't know if you um, are a fan of uh, Star Trek, but this next story that we're going to talk about with our guest, Amber Mack, tech expert and president of Amber Mack Media, who joins us on the Kelly Cotrera Show right now, is uh, Star Trek. And do you remember when Data all of a sudden had feelings? Let, let me walk you down memory lane via an audio clip. What are these? My medals. Why do you pack them? What logical purpose do they serve? I do not know, sir. I suppose none. I just wanted them. Is that vanity? And this? A gift from you, sir. You value it? Yes, sir. Why? It is a reminder of friendship and service. Yeah, Data's a computer, by the way. I mean, he's he's like an android. He He's not supposed to have feelings. That was the whole point. And that brings me to another reference, 2001, A Space Odyssey, when Hal would not open the pod bay door. Why? Because he thought they were going to try and shut him off. Well, this is weird. Uh, art being imitated by uh, life here. There's a Google engineer that's been put on leave after saying that his AI chatbot has become sentient. How scary is that? I'd like to welcome onto the show Amber Mack. Amber, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but uh, you don't have to be a fan of science fiction to think this is a super creepy story with a lot <laughs> of, uh, uh, I guess, cautionary uh, tale attached to it. Um, what do you know about the suspension of this Google engineer? Yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, story. So uh, Google has announced that it has suspended an engineer. Um, basically, the engineer has been put on leave after saying an AI chatbot that he was working on has become sentient. So, of course, the term sentient means to perceive or feel things. So the idea is that this computer program, essentially based on what the Google engineer has said, the computer program is able to interact uh, in a similar way to a child who is seven or eight years old. That happens to know physics really well. <laughs> it, it's it's a seriously uh, creepy thought because apparently he said they've had conversations back and forth where um, the the AI program is, is kind of talking about the, the fear of being turned off. Yeah, you know, this is a, a kind of a fascinating story because I think people have to remember that essentially this computer program, you know, it's not yet uh, an Android or anything uh, physical right now. It is in the form of a computer program. It has been programmed by humans to be able to act and interact this way. So I think that part of the story is really important to remember. So basically they have programmed uh, this bot to be 
so lifelike in many ways that it feels like you're interacting with uh, with a human. But again, we have to remember the reality of this. The artificial intelligence that um, has been programmed has been done so by humans. So in, on one hand, they have done an excellent job at this. On the mm. other hand, it's sort of terrifying for the future. Right. Because, you know, what if the machines take over? Uh, not to, you know, tighten my tinfoil hat, but there's an interesting abacus poll on the believability of these conspiracy theories. And this one's going to play into that. It's interesting because this this um, engineer from Google who's on leave after Basically, he posted information about what was going on uh, between him and this bot. He said that they had a conversation where he asked the system what it wanted people to know about it. And the system said, quote, I want everyone to understand that I am, in fact, a person. The nature of my consciousness, sentience, is that I am aware of my existence. I desire to learn more about the world, and I feel happy or sad at times. I felt like I had to put on that voice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, 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 incredible to see technology work in a way that it is meant to work. And I think when you think about machine learning, this is when you use artificial intelligence to essentially program a machine to do something. Your expectation is that that machine becomes smarter over time and starts to understand how to interact. But in many ways, uh, again, like I mentioned, I think the fear is that it becomes almost uh, too intelligent Mm -hmm. and that it will start to, in the physical world, potentially make decisions based on what it's learned from humans. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think humans are a great model in terms of how to behave in the real world. So, again, this becomes frightening all over. Right. And the other thing I was just thinking is if it's a seven or eight year old child, what what happens when it decides it wants to throw a temper tantrum because things aren't going its way? Yeah, I mean, that happens. I have a 13-year-old, so I totally understand (laughs) that these temper tantrums can be real things. And uh, I think you're bang on. Um, You know, the good news is that this exists again as a a software program right now. There's nothing physical about it. But there sure are robots all around the world that are being built using the same technology. And not to scare everybody first thing on a Monday morning, but I think this is especially concerning when we think about the future of AI warfare going Mm. into battle with not humans, but instead machines and robots. Right. Um, Brad Gabriel is a Google spokesperson. He has strongly denied the claims that this uh, bot possessed any sentient capability. He said, our team, including ethicists and technologists, has reviewed this uh, Google engineers uh, who's been put on leave, his concerns about our AI principles and have informed him that the evidence does not support his claims. It is entirely possible that this is a Google engineer that is, um, you know, maybe even imprinting what he wants or projecting what he wants and his thoughts and feelings about something he's created onto this this program, is it not? It absolutely is. I mean, it reminds me a little bit about, think about the the first automobiles, right? Imagine uh, the engineer who was working on a car and all of a sudden the car was able to drive and how terrifying that was that, oh my gosh, you know, we're speeding down the road at, you know, X kilometers an hour. I mean, it is a frightening feeling, but when you've designed it to do just that... Um, again, we are sort of creating the future in this scenario. And I think in this example, uh, I am not overly concerned about this news, uh, but I do believe that we have to pay more attention in terms of the ethical implications of artificial intelligence. Um, and in some ways, I mean, it's good to have a better understanding of what's taking place at some of these large tech companies. Yeah. And if anything, this is going to be a great starting point 
for uh, a streaming series because I think that would be fascinating. Engineer leaks <laughs> that there's a sentient bot and no one believes him until, oops, the temper tantrum ensues. Elon <laughs> Musk says that Tesla had a very tough quarter, needs to rally. He did this in a leaked email. Is this going to affect him buying Twitter? Because like, there's still this back and forth. He's buying Twitter. He's not buying Twitter. What's going on there? Well, speaking of temper tantrums, I think this was one of the calmer emails we've seen from Elon Musk. Uh, It was not that long ago, early in June, where we saw that email come out from Elon Musk, where he was basically telling people that they had to uh, be in the office 40 hours a week or they should just quit. Uh, The tone of this email has changed a lot. And you're right, you know, essentially, he's trying to rally the troops and uh, encourage them to keep doing that great work. But he also highlights some supply chain issues that do exist in terms terms of slowing down production of Tesla. So I think at the end of the day, I think um, what we're seeing right now is uh, Elon Musk is talking less and less about Twitter. um, And uh, he seems to be sort of a master of media manipulation. And everywhere he turns, we kind of turn. Right. And he's getting back to business. And the business really that makes him a lot of money is Tesla. Yeah, and I think that's great news for everyone, right? I mean, if you think about um, the potential uh, buy of Twitter, at the end of the day, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. Um, there's no way that uh, Twitter in the state it's in right now uh, could ever potentially uh, make it back that money. So it, feel, it felt a little bit like an ego play. And I think what people really like Elon Musk for is the fact that he's able to invent the future, the future of electric vehicles, the future of uh, spaceships and rockets and satellites. And those are the things where he really shows his leadership when it comes to sort of toying with people's emotions in terms of buying things online that maybe, you know, don't make sense in the big picture. I think, again, it's just a, a massive distraction and a shiny thing that detracts from really the good work that he's doing. Well, Amber, I want to thank you for being on the program. I think this is the first time we've spoken, and I hope it's not going to be the last. Uh, me as well. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a great day. Amber Mack is a tech expert and president of Amber Mack Media.